had me learn a little bit today not to do exactly Tomo Devorah, but to do a little, a little background of some of the concepts and also uh, also to explain the Tomo Devorah is explaining the Shloshu Seimidei Serachamim the Yud Gimel Mido Serachamim the 13 attributes of mercy which the ultimate way in which Hashem treats us with mercy and there's uh, Yud Gimel Mido Shatora Nebeshes Behem there's 13 attributes or 13 Midos is actually related to the methods. I think 13 methods, the way that the Torah is expounded in the rites that we recite every morning before Shacharis, and there's a connection between them. And I think it would give a different perspective on, on learning and on, in general to understand like what's the connection and how is it, what's going on here. Um, so I, I gave an introduction, introduction before, but before we started recording this year, so review a little bit of it. Um, Someone the board mentions that you give me those harassing, he mentions at the beginning, they come from Keter. Uh, Keter is uh, the uh, the highest of the spheres, the ten spheres. The you give me those harassing come from Keter. So now... Some people are familiar with the spheres, the names, or at least some of the names. And Keter is the highest of the spheres. The ten spheres, and the spheres are basically different different attributes by which Hashem interacts with the world. And the ten, they basically um, break down into three categories. So the right side, which is chesed, which is kindness. The left side, which is din. And the middle, which is the integration between the two of them. Uh, so the, the, the tense, you know, it's, it's a pattern. You have three, three, three go together. You have, uh, chesed is also, um, chosma, din, and das. Together, that is right, left, and center. You have chesed, gavura, and din. You have kindness. You have Judgment uh, and justice, and then in the middle you have an integration of the two, and then you have it again. Chesed, Gevura, and Tzavis is the same. Chesed is everyone's familiar with the Chesed, and Gevura is being its justice, and the middle is again integration of the two. Then you have Neitzach Chod This is the same thing again. And the three, the difference between them is. And the highest set, you have, it's more tilted towards, it's purely chesed. You have the three, the three attributes, but they're very, they're extremely, in and of themselves, they're tilted over to the right side, they're all chesed. So the highest chesed of chesed is the ultimate of chesed. That's what you're doing here, is coming from the highest, which is chesed, which is chesed, which is, Ultimate of Chesed, and then the middle three, uh, Chesed, Gevura, and Kisavis, it's sort of in the middle. It's it's in and of themselves, they're, they're on the spectrum, sort of in the middle between Chesed, Gevura, and Kisavis. And then, and the last three, even Chesed, Gevura, and Kisavis again, ends up more towards Din. So the the, the lower down we go, the more tainted, the more tainted. The meat, the meatless in and of themselves become with justice. So now, 
So the Midas the, Arachim the, uh, is the ultimate, it's coming from the highest of the fields, which is ultimately, it's pure and chetan. And we see the, one, the ones we've done so far, Mikael Kamocha Hashem is uh, purely, uh, he's forgiving, he's, he tolerates insults to the extreme, that even while a person is sitting against Hashem, he's sending Hashem, so, uh, so Hashem still, nevertheless, he, he continues to provide, provide the person with his energy and with his uh, abilities to do that. Okay, somebody just wanted. Um, today was a special shoot on Tomo's War, which is really just background information. So it's not tomorrow today. We have, I just 45 minutes, because we got a test and we have a brazen to finish the studio. So today we're doing, you know, they're looking for drinks. Uh, it's not, it doesn't fly, you don't need to, you don't need to take it today, I don't think, because I'm feeling sort of background information. Okay. Now, the, these characters, it's, it's Hashem's music, but it's also the music that we have basically, our interactions with other people, our interactions with the world, our feelings towards ourselves, basically, are we kindly, are we, kindness is also Expansion, it's giving, it's, and justice, being, is withholding, withholding things from people. It's, it's punishment, it's pain, it's suffering, it's, it's also a lack of, it's, it's withholding. In the middle, it's, it's integration, it's a balance between it too. So now, uh, I heard, how does the you give me the Tarachim and the 13 attributes of mercy have anything to do with the 13 methods by which the, by which the Torah is expounded? So, if you think about it, um, I've heard it before I get there, there's a uh, idea of any time, any time you experience a difficulty, a question, a problem in your life, that is an experience from you're experiencing the attribute of din, that is a justice, that is a difficulty, that is a punishment, a, a harshness, that is a lack of something, it is a constriction, you have a problem, you have a question, you have a difficulty. That is experiencing in your life a, the, the characteristic of justice, of din. When you have a solution, to these problems, and you have answers and solutions and success, there is an experience of the need of chesed, of kindness. So, also, in, when it comes, so it's not just, it's not just, you know, it gives you things, that's chesed, and when you person seems to have suffering and difficulty, that's been. It's also, in, when, as we go through life, we have questions, we have answers, that is also experience of, of sin and chesed. Now, huh? if you think about the you giving me this around, uh, any questions or comments so far? Are we following a text, a state text, or is this a general overview? Uh, huh? This is general background information. Uh -huh. this, is not, this is a special expanded here today. 
just some background and a little bit of a insight as to how the main point, how the Yud was well, getting to it, how the Yud given me those harachamim corresponds to the Yud given me those that the Torah is expounded on. And uh, what that means, our perspective in learning, our perspective in life. But now, people, people, I think, generally look at the Yud Gilmidosh, I told you the that has a 13, it's even translated as the 13 methods by which the Torah is expounded, and it sounds like some sort of um, made-up rules of some sort of you know, intellectual game that you play in order this pasuk is this, but when you have the words that look like this, so then it means this. If you think about it, it's something more, it, it's not an extrinsic system, it's an intrinsic system. It, it, intrinsically, let's say one of them is a, you know, for example, you have a cloud prat. One of the, one of the usual leaders of the Tony Vestas is the cloud prat. You have a, you have a pasuk, and then you have a general, something which is stated in general terms, and afterwards it's stated in a particular term. So what you really have, if you think about it, you have a question. You're not faced with a problem. You're faced with a question. Because you have a contradictory information. Is this sin? Is this law? Is this statement meant to be understood as a general statement? Or is it meant to be understood as a specific statement? What is it supposed to apply to? Oh. What is it, it, it supposed to apply to? We don't know. It could go either way. How do we know? So we have a rule. If it's cloud of pride, we have first a general statement followed by a particular statement. We have the solution. The way to interpret this problem, the way to solve this problem, is you follow the, the last thing mentioned, the cloud of pride. So you, it follows after the pride. Other way around also, if you have a prat or cloud, it's the exact same problem. You have, you're faced with a contradiction. On one hand, this is a specific statement. It's a it's a general, there's a prat. Afterwards, you have a cloud, you have a specific statement. So then, which would, how am I supposed to understand this puzzle? What is it telling me? I'm confused. It, it, it should give a, without knowing any, any, any Talmudic, Training, you should face this puzzle and wonder, well, how am I supposed to understand this? And so we have the cloud, if it's a product company, we follow the, which I think I just did now, you follow the last one, cloud of pride, you follow the pride, and it's general and specific. The specific is the leading, is the leading information. If it's the product cloud, it's a specific, and then the general, so the last one, the general is the leading information. So that's one example. We have another example of the Yid is one thing. Let's work with the Kavachomer. Everybody understands Kavachomer. It's a fortiary in Latin. It's a common example if you have uh, a five-year-old can pick up this box, let's say. So then you have a 10-year-old, everybody knows that the 5-year-old can pick up this box, the 10-year-old can also pick up this box. It's automatic. We know Kamal Homer, of course. But if you think about it, if I tell you, if there's a postdoc or a statement that tells you this 5-year-old can pick up this box, 
I'm not telling you anything about anybody else or anyone else. I'm only telling you, I'm only telling you this five-year-old can pick up this box. You have to question. We have to wonder. We have an unknown. What about other people? We really don't know. It, it leaves a question. I gave you incomplete information, and you need to be able to fill in the rest of the picture. We don't know. So if a five-year-old can pick up the box, we know that, okay, what do I do? What about a 10-year-old? Oh, because a Kavachon, I know if a light person, if a weaker person can do it, then a stronger person can do it. Now I can, on my own, answer the question. But we take, I think people take for granted so much a Kavachon is automatic that the, the, the question, before we even get to the answer, before we get to the process, is a five-year-old can pick up the box. I don't know. There's a question. What about anybody else? A two-year-old, a ten-year-old, a weaker person, a stronger person. So it really is the face of the question. And then, as we we know from the, the process, the conversation, a four-year-old, the light learning, the heavier things, the lighter thing. I told you the lighter thing, and we can learn out the heavier thing. But it was a question that came out first. Uh, we have another example. I'm walking through is. Something like that. Something that is in the general rule, and then it is taken out of that rule, you're not allowed to put it back into that rule until the public, the, 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 the tells you that it goes back in the rule. Example of this is you have a, a woman, she's a daughter of a coin, so she can eat chuma. By way of being the daughter of a Kohen, she can eat Shuma. Once she gets married to somebody who's not a Kohen, she can no longer eat Shuma. Now, if she, uh, now she becomes a widow, and she has no children, we really have a question. On the one hand, she was a, she's the daughter of a Kohen. She'd be able to eat Shuma. On the other hand, she's married, but she's not married anymore, so how do we look at it? We're really faced with a question. How do we deal with this? Now that she's come out of the, she's, she's, she's the daughter of a coin, she shouldn't be able to eat Shuma, but she's married, but she's not married, but she wasn't married, but she isn't married. We have a question. We're faced with a problem. So we have the Yud Gilomir, someone in the best hand tells you, when you have a problem like this, the way to deal with it is you have to wait, leave the person in the, in the, interim status and the new status unless the public unless you have explicit instructions to put them back the way they were. So then you have another public who tells us she can go back to her husband, to her father's house and then she can eat chuma. So then we have we have a method how to deal with a problem such as this when you're faced with it. And if you go to the the last snake super boring snake super boring snake super boring there is the answer of the question two sources two super two verses that contradict each other you're not allowed to the so the resolution you have a third verse that comes along and settles the difference between them the example of this is we have other nevinu he. Hashem told him, take your son, Yitzhak, and bring him as a over, bring him as a sacrifice. So, Aram takes Yitzhak, and he goes after bringing him as a sacrifice, and then Hashem Malach comes and says, stop, don't do it. 
when you have a contradiction. On the one hand, you were told to bring as uh, bring Yitzhak, as Yavram was told to bring Yitzhak as a sacrifice. On the other hand, you were just told not to sacrifice them. So you have a problem. We have contradictory information. Lots of times, we are faced with contradictory information. It's a common problem we have. It's not a special thing specific to the experience of learning Gemara or learning Torah. It is, it is a common occurrence we have all the time. We have, you know, you want to buy, you want to buy a refrigerator or something. This friend tells you it's a good brand, and this friend tells you it's a lousy brand. All the time, everything. Um, it's very, very common that we have contradictory information. So it's another problem. It's, it's the experience of being in our lives and 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 the faith with being a constriction, a a a withholding, um, a lack of movement, a lack of you know. We're constricted. We're not sure what to do. We don't know how to act. So here we have a resolution, and you need a third pasuk, which is not necessarily a third pasuk. It's sometimes an explanation that makes a difference between the two of them to settle the differences. You have, you have. So one hand, Hashem told Aaron, bring him as a sacrifice. On the other hand, he told him not to. The resolution was you misunderstood something. When Hashem told Avram bring Yitzhak as a sacrifice, he didn't mean to actually slaughter him. He meant put him on the Mizbeach and then take him down without slaughtering him. So we have an explanation to clarify so that you don't have a contradiction between them. And this is something that comes up of between people, the interaction of the people. You have a contradiction. So there's somebody is misunderstanding somebody else and you need to work at it to find what that difference is, what that you know, misinformation, misunderstanding is, to resolve this din, to resolve this difficulty that you're experiencing. So that is the youth gilomidos. And um, it's not only it's not only intellectual experience, it is the way that we are physically designed to experience the world. We have two eyeballs, mostly will hope. And if you close one eye, if you alternate closing one and the other, you'll notice that what you are looking at will jump back and forth. This is because your left eye is seeing one image and your right eye is seeing a different image. It's the way we are designed. And your brain takes the two conflicting images. Your right eye is telling you that this thing is over this way two millimeters and your right eye is telling you no, it's over two millimeters this way. You're getting conflicting information into your brain through the way that your eyes are designed. Your brain takes the conflicting information, and what it does is it synthesizes that. It puts it together, and you get a three-dimensional, full, complete, technicolor image of experience of the world. If you close one eye, you really only see two dimensions. We have a lot of cues. If you have somebody hold a cup of, hold the empty cup in the middle of the air and have somebody hold a pitcher and try and hold it over with one eye closed and pour into the cup, they'll usually pour on the floor. With one eye, you only see two dimensions. With the two eyes, you get a full three-dimensional experience of the world. That is, you have two sources that are contradicting each other, 
And actually, over a course of a solution, a favor now, your brain comes putting together and gives a full three-dimensional image, functional experience of the world. Um, so that is, you do me those. is also the same thing. We have, the also you're facing with the Yudhimu is you're experiencing a difficulty. You're facing a person, I don't know how to view this person. I have a question as I face this person. The first meeting we had is, you know, Hashem is providing a person with, with support. He's providing him with energy. He's providing him with existence. And then the person goes ahead and does something against Hashem. So on one hand, providing them as existence. On the other hand, they're using that against me. So I, I'm trying to, you know, I want to give them existence. On the other hand, uh, they're using it against me. Should I continue to provide them with existence? Should I overlook this? Or am I supposed to be, you know, well, you're doing this against me. You don't deserve my help anymore. And so we're going to enjoy it. So we have an individual meet us when you're faced with such a question, when you're faced with such a relationship. He said, the way that Hashem, as he's learned, he, he continues to provide people with the sustenance. So, in our own lives also, it's just when you're faced with a person, you don't know, on one hand I'm helping him, on the other hand, uh, he's doing things against me. So, it's, the instant reaction, let's, let's, I mean, even, even in the Yudhimuzirachim, Hashem doesn't, it's not that there's no accounting, it's not that there's no, there's no, it's not that the, the, it's not that the insult and the injury is ignored. Hashem, He gave us a Torah, He goes, these are the things you're supposed to do, these are the mitzvahs, things you're not supposed to do, but He doesn't harp on us every two seconds, every time you do something wrong, you forget something, you make a, you mistake, make a mistake in Babylon, you don't get that by lightning. He gives us the club and He tells, makes it known what we're supposed to do or not supposed to do, and He gives us leeway and we can make our mistakes, and eventually He will, will be accountable for it, but He doesn't harp on us. The idea is He doesn't harp on us every second for doing and not doing what He wants us to do. And so the, I, the same way when we deal with other people, it's always as Madrig as we start out wherever we are, and we try to move toward the ideal, uh, as experienced people who do things we don't like, um, how much can we wait? How much can we delay? How much can we hold off and wait and, and, and hope that they'll realize, hope that they'll change, hope that they'll we'll find some softer way to get the message across to them about this pleasure and this satisfaction. So that is uh, one. And the ultimate, we're gonna, we, we did the first meeting, then we started the second meeting. The ultimate, the Yudhimu Yusharachim, the way that Komar Devar describes, he starts with the easiest one, and he moves on to the heavy, to the, to the most difficult of them all to imagine. And the first one he already started describing as being very difficult for us to imagine. The ultimate one will be Yemei Kedem. The Pesach of the Michal, the, the final word of that Pesach is Yemei Kedem. Like in the days of old, which means that he'll, he'll describe that the Jewish people, when we came out of Eretz, in the very beginnings, when we came out of Eretz and Tzvayim, we went in full 
faith, we had full trust in Hashem. We went off into the wilderness. We didn't say, where are we going to eat? Where do, at the moment, we didn't say, where are we going to eat? What are we going to wear? How are we going to survive? The whole, all the whole Jewish people went out into the Midbar, completely, fully trusting in Hashem. They had the Pesach, Korma Hashem, Zohatilah, Hashem remembers this as an amazing thing we did, that, that we've done. He remembers this always at the very beginning, the amazing trust that he didn't have in Hashem. To just go off into the wilderness and completely trust, not ask any questions, not make any problems, just trust. We didn't know how we would survive. And we did that, trusting in Hashem. And now, how does it relate to relationships with other people? And since then, the Yidin have done a lot of things, not exactly showing and displaying and proving their trust and reliance on Hashem or compliance with His will. So, you may care to mean that despite anything that's happened since then, you always look at that beginning. And you say, they did something once to help me out. They did something once to show how much they trusted in me. They did something once to show how much they believed in me. And that is enough to continue acting towards that person excessive no matter what happened since then. You had a neighbor who lent you eggs once. Ten years ago, and you needed eggs, and you bought some eggs. And since then, they went, and they built, and they messed up the building, all these things. So now, according to this meter, if we would be able to live up to the full ideal, we would, we would be able to say, they let me eggs once. They helped me out. That's enough. I'm going to, I now am better. I'm going to think favorably of them, act nicely towards them. No matter what, because that, that one time they helped me out. Now we have a question. This really we're faced with the question. On one hand, they helped us out. On the other hand, they've done an awful lot of things since then that we don't like and that have hurt us. So this neither Rahman is a very extreme, very ideal way of dealing with people. Is how do I deal with this? And I'm faced with this question. On one hand, they were helpful, and I remember once they were so helpful. And in the mirror, but on the other hand, everything since then has not been so helpful. So this meter of Rachamim tells you, you want to emulate Hashem's meter of Rachamim. When you're faced with a question like this, when you're faced with a difficulty in a relationship like this, the way to emulate Hashem is to look at it through the first place. Look at how they've helped me, and I, I, I appreciate that, and that should be your guide in how you deal with them. From now on, um, different advantages. I'm not sure that it's. The, the, I think one of them maybe maybe things bother you. Maybe you're not happy with things. Maybe you even protest. Maybe you'll send an appeal or you send a, 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 a complaint to, the, to whoever. But at the very least, the question is: How much does it go into your kitchen? How much are you offended by this person? How much are you eaten up by it? How much are you frustrated over it? How much is it, I, this person is helpful, and, but I, I'm going to do my part. Because even in, in Tzvilazaka, in Kippur, Tzvilazaka, we have this thing, we forgive everybody, and we, and we, and we, everybody offended us, did anything against us, and there's a caveat, there's a little condition, except people that, you know, I can I can make my claim 
against them and base them and get my money back if they have injured me, caused me financial harm. But at the very least, so what does it mean? I'm going to hate them and fight them and be, you know, be, be very hostile. So they, oh, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do my establishment and go to base them. But as much as I can forgive and as much as I can think favorably, as much as I can release myself, release any anger I may have towards them, that is also emulating Hashem's Bibliomir's Atomy. Even if it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that we, that we turn ourselves into Shemadis and let people do whatever they want, walk over us, but it means at least internally we're not beaten up by what they're doing, even though Lamaisa, actually, we may have to still, we may, we may need to take action to protect ourselves and prevent harm, injury, and damage. But the good people of Yisrachamim is, is at least what's our attitude towards them and what is our feelings towards them, even though we may need to defend ourselves. Um, and that's, that's an addition I add. Let's see, make it a little more. But nothing may be easy to relate to on that level. Have everybody muted? Hold on. Okay, so, so far, any questions or comments? Uh, Okay, so what was the question? The question is, what was the connection between Yudhimi Rachamim, the 13 attributes of mercy, and the 13 ways through which the Torah is founded? So, uh, the different ways, so the Yudhimi Rachamim is, is when we're faced with questions towards other people, we're having difficulties with other people, how to resolve those difficulties. We have, a, on one hand, this person was helpful 20 years ago, and the other hand, he hasn't been so helpful in the past, in the past 20 years since then. How do we, how do we interpret that? How do we view that? How do we resolve that internal conflict, that attitude? Uh, the 13 ways that the Torah is expounded, it's the same thing. I'm experiencing in my own, in my own uh, understanding of things, my own grasp of reality, I am faced with the question. I don't understand. Here, there's a cloud front. There's, a, there's something that looks like a general rule and it looks like a specific rule. Um, yeah. Oh, so exactly how it lines up. That the idea is that you have a. The idea is that. Whether you, when you're facing other people, you have a conflict between Din and Rachamim. Should I should deal with this person harshly or withholding from them, or should I deal kindly towards them? And you give me your Rachamim, you give me Then I also experience the Din Rachamim. I have a question, which is which is a constriction, it's a difficulty, and how do I resolve it? How do I get through it? Which is Chesed. Exactly how each one lines up, or that I'm not sure. But the general idea that they're each expressing a, a conflict, a difficulty in withholding versus versus giving, constriction versus expansion, that the Yudhima Midasarachami is how we give that idea towards other people, and Yudhima 
Chantonia's vision then is that experience in our own grasp of reality, our understanding, our decision making is is, is that's the similarity between them.